Hello, and welcome to another episode of Creepypasta, the Creepypasta podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Kowalski, and I am going to introduce the guests now. I don't know why I took that weird pause there. Anyway, this is a normal show where we do regular things, like we read uh, we read a Creepypasta, and then we have a discussion about that Creepypasta. I don't want to... There's like a weird... There's another podcast I listen to, and they, the description they give is, we watch a bad movie, and then we talk about it. And my instinct is to follow that cadence for this, and say, we read a creepypasta, and then we talk about it. <laughs> but that would be kind of like a rip-off, so I don't want to do that. Anyway, this intro has gone on too long. I have with me returning guests, Stephanie Kingsbury. Hello! And her sweet, sweet baby sister, <laughs> Cassie Kingsbury. Hello! You sweet, sweet baby! <laughs> They're both adults in their mid to late 20s, and neither of them is a baby. <laughs> but I am very, very sweet. It would be yes, very impressive true. if one of us was a baby and speaking this eloquently, but... You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that would be the spookiest thing of all. That's a creepy pasta were, right there. <laughs> you'd think you were on some kind of Russian stimulant gas. Oh, no. <gasps> Uh, and by that segue? phrase, <laughs> you, cre- you creepypasta fans out there will know we're talking about uh, the very popular creepypasta, The Russian Sleep Experiment. Um, this is one that I knew we would get to eventually, and it's way grosser than I remember. Cassie, <laughs> you expressed extreme disdain for this story before we started the episode, so I think that you should recap it for us. Thanks so much, Jeff. <laughs> um, Take it away, Cass. Also, Steph, Steph did the last one, so. Ah, uh, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That's fair. Um, okay, so I had never heard of this. I am really surprised to hear you say that it is extremely popular because I did not find it uh, interesting, nor believable, nor enjoyable in any way. (laughs) Um, But basically, um, I don't remember when it takes place. uh, Maybe like the 40s? Yeah, it says the late 40s. Was like thrown out there. Uh, Basically in the late 40s, um, some Russian, possibly military scientists took some prisoners of war and wanted to conduct weird experiments on them. And specifically, they wanted to test um, what would happen if they kept them awake for 30 days, if they were on some kind of um, stimulant, which is given to them through gas that's, like, pumped into a sealed room. So there's, like, five prisoners, and they're in a room, and, like, they're given, like, books and food and all this good stuff, and, like, they just have to stay awake for, like, a really long time. And then the Russians were like, and then we'll set you free, so it's great. I think it was 30 Um, days they were supposed to stay awake. Yeah, 30, so yeah, 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 30 days. But then after, like, no time at all, they all just start to freak the F out in, like, the grossest way possible. Um, they're like, I don't know, at first it's like some guy just starts screaming and screaming. It's like day three, and he's just, like, screaming and screaming. Um, then they're, like, ripping each other apart. Um, at one point they start, they, like, cover the windows so, like, that people can't see what's happening inside. Um, should I just go through to the end of this, like, <laughs> terrible story? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, like, anyway, they eventually, like, open up the room, and they find, uh, the there's, there's one dead person and several living people, but all of them are just missing chunks of flesh, and, like, their organs are, like, ripped out, but still functional, because that's super gross and weird. 
And, um, yeah, I don't know. They're just, it's, it's just like a huge, disgusting mess that these people have like ripped themselves apart. But the weirdest part, I guess the, the scary part of the story besides all that is that they're like super calm about how gross and apart they are. And they basically just want to stay in this room, inhaling this gas and like tearing themselves apart forever. And they get really upset when the um, scientists are like, whoa, we should got to do like surgery on you guys and save you. And they're like, no, we don't want to be free. And it's, it's just gross. I hated it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Steph, what did you think of the, the story? Um, I also did not enjoy it. <laughs> um, <laughs> not even because it was so gross, but it was just like so unbelievable. And like the gross parts were just so that like over the top stupid to just like make people uncomfortable kind of thing, not to actually serve any purpose towards the story. So it was just like not good. It was poorly written and like not and in any way, shape or form believable that anything like this ever happened so yeah it was not good i um <laughs> i i don't think i had actually read it before today but i had watched a video of uh chris straub reviewing it he um he wrote candle cove and on his youtube channel did like a solo review uh of a bunch of like five or six different popular creepypastas uh, and that's why I had thought, like, oh, I've read that one. But then I went through mm. and I'm like, oh, I didn't actually, he didn't cover how, just how gross it was, because I read it and I'm like, oh, I didn't know that they, like, took their guts out and put them on the floor. <laughs> like, that's pretty gross. <laughs> it's so gross. And, like, they're talking about the chunks of meat and, like, exposed bone. It's like, all right, that's pretty gross. But I do really like the concept of it, of, like, we have to keep people... We want to try to see what happens when we keep people awake. Okay, wait a second. I also just want to say that in order to be hugely pedantic from the start, I immediately looked up, like, as soon as I started reading, what is the record for staying awake and, like, how that person fared. Yeah. Um, so I googled this. some actual real-life research. I did some IRL research. It was really <laughs> serious. Um, and Wikipedia tells me that a high schooler named Randy Gardner in 1964 stayed awake for 11 days, and he was totally fine. So, <laughs> Wait, you mean how he didn't did start he ripping that? chunks of his flesh off? No. <laughs> so basically, it was it was kind of a controlled um, experiment similar to these Russian scientists, um, but not really at all. It was like he was just hanging out in the room. He did talk to people out. He wasn't like in prison. He did talk to people. Um, they said that he started to have like cognitive problems and like memory problems, but he could also like play pinball fine like the whole time. And then at the very end, before he went to sleep, he gave a press conference where he was just perfectly clear and he was like yeah you know it wasn't that bad well because probably i <laughs> guess i mean he, with memory did, problems like i guess everything would just run together into one giant day like your brain couldn't sort the information in the right order probably yeah i mean i think it's and like i think the conclusion was that he definitely suffered from some um you know it's not good for your body it's not good for your mind but anyway so maybe i ruined the story for myself because i was immediately just like wait i want to know what is the real deal <laughs> About staying awake for a really long time. <laughs> okay, so and, the longest uh, I've ever stayed awake is 36 hours for pulling what? pulling an all-nighter in college. I 
had, uh, I woke up at like 10 a.m. that day and then I, uh, worked that night from 6 p.m. to 1 a.m. and then I went to the computer lab and I was up until like 8.30 after I handed in my project. And at that point, I was too tired to get on the bus and walk two blocks from the bus to my house. So I went to the student center right across from the bus stop and fell asleep for like three hours. Oh, my gosh. And I was like like 21 or 20 maybe so like i'm at prime staying awake for too long (laughs) days and i had had like a bunch of caffeine how did this dude stay awake for 11 days i don't all right i don't know oh this is the thing too so the the experiment specified it was without a stimulant so he was not even drinking coffee he was just like being kept awake he did not he was not even on soviet gas yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) no he did not even have any soviet gas not fair Um, anyway, so that's why, so that kind of made me think about this story that maybe it should have focused more on, like, whatever the gas was. And I think it does a little bit, like, there's a point towards the end where, um, the prisoners are potentially given the opportunity to experience this gas again, and they get, like, really excited. Um, but I wasn't sure if it was because of the gas itself, or if it was because they wanted to stay awake. And I I don't know. So anyway, because I ruined the whole... Yeah, I don't know. Well, because it was like, I don't know, at the end it was like they were having surgery to put their guts back in, but then they like (laughs) didn't want any anesthesia and they're like, keep cutting me. So like they want to keep having horrible like pain inflicted and then they also like want the gas again really bad. And then if they fall asleep, they immediately die. Right. Yeah. Also made no sense. It was weird. Yeah. The the gas seems like it's just a uh uh like thing to get them to stay awake, like a story item that doesn't matter. They're just like, ah, they stay awake because of gas. Who cares? (laughs) But like, the gas is what makes them turn into like event horizon monsters. Like they (laughs) don't. They all just turn into Sam Neill from Event Horizon by the end of the story. They're just like, yeah, cut the skin for no reason. This movie makes no sense. (laughs) Um, I feel like, okay, I feel like we could have solved this problem also if instead of all this crazy shit happening after like 10 days, he had just been like, and 40 days later, this is what happened. Like... I don't yeah. know, it just wasn't extreme enough for me to feel like any of this was believable. I don't know, to me it was it's- just, like, written so poorly, too. Like, there was one part especially where I was just like, come on, which was when they first opened the door, and it was like, you know, the, uh, they were all there and, like, dead and, like, their guts hanging out or whatever, and their flesh torn away, and it's like, and they had plugged up, like, the drains or something, so there was, like, four inches <laughs> of water on the floor, and they're like, Ugh. but there was so much blood, too, and the amount of blood versus the amount of water was never determined. I was like, uh... Because we yeah, needed there's to there's a lot of, like, that. poo-poo and pee-pee stuff that is, like, not necessary. <laughs> I just, like, like did they understand. have to cover the windows with poopy? Was that really... <laughs> no! Oh, right, that's how they covered them. No, but it, it was like they used their own feces as glue to, like, stick the pages on the window. I'm like, that is so specific, first of all. It's, like, weirdly... Like, why did they think of that? Why did anyone think of that? <laughs> yeah, this person clearly thought about, like, oh, man, uh, I got a bunch of gross ideas. I'm gonna put them all in this story. Like and we don't have just... to worry. We can dig into them, because they're anonymous. Oh, my God. It's just like when you're <laughs> you doing know, that gross-up stuff, it's just... 
I don't know. It's like, it takes you out of it. It's like, now it's not scary anymore. It's like, I know just some idiot was just typing this on his computer because it was the grossest thing he could think of. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's almost like it would have been scarier if like it had been very implied that this kind of stuff was happening, but the writer did not go into detail. Less is more. Um, less is more. Yeah, less <laughs> is more. Like, let me imagine all this terrible stuff. I actually, I don't even think I would have because it's pretty, it's pretty intense. But <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's like for me, the grossest stuff. The gross stuff isn't even the worst part. The worst part is the end when they're like, ah, why did? What are you? Oh, wait, I what must was, know. Oh yeah, it's so what dumb. Was and then that? just like uh, the paragraph being like. <laughs> no. All people are like this. It's just <laughs> clearly like someone got what is like who's like way too into gross horror movies and also really likes uh Ayn Rand objectivism and is like a libertarian. He's <laughs> like, ooh, without without when we're just given permission, this is how we'll act. We'll all be gross weird animals who, like who the Lord to of the, the walls flies. with our poopy. Oh like, God. come on. Yeah, that's really, that's probably the most accurate read on this show. Also, it's like all these guys, like, had their guts ripped out and, like, tore their vocal cords apart, but this guy could muster, like, stating his entire, like, crazy libertarian paragraph at the end of it. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh my god, it was so dumb. Okay, wait, and then, like, he gets, so, like, the last guy gets shot and his dying breath is like, we were almost free. And yeah, it's the like single dumbest line in this entire story. Like no. he's Jean Valjean or something. No. Just like, oh, freedom was so close at hand. Come on, get get real. No, nothing in that story was real in any way. No, no part of it. Uh, so it's hard to get to the spookiest part uh, for a story that <laughs> my guests hated so thoroughly. But is there a spooky part for either of you? Uh, <laughs> um, maybe in the first sentence when I didn't know it was bad yet. I don't know. <laughs> I should have saved this for an episode of Crappy Pasta. This is Crappy Pasta for sure. <laughs> Um, I kind of liked, I didn't like it. I'm sorry. Let me, <laughs> uh, there's no part you like. Let me Whoops. qualify that. <laughs> but there was this part where they're checking on them and they do say the line, um, we no longer want to be freed. And that was kind of spooky. I feel like, again, yeah, that's, like my, some of those, that's my spookiest part. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was all right. Like if some of those other things had been left out and that was kind of more the tone of the story in general, it could have been, could have been all right. Oh, and I'm reading the comments here. It turns out that there's another unrealistic thing where they refer to someone as ex-KGB, but apparently the KGB was founded in 1950. What? <gasps> <laughs> okay, so. now I just, I cannot suspend my disbelief any longer. I believe yeah, all the rest I'll of believe, it. <laughs> I'll believe your Soviet sleep gas, your, uh, <laughs> Taking your guts out and putting them on the floor, but not damaging them in any way, or getting any infections so the doctors can just, like, put them back in very easily. Wait, somehow. okay, 
Wait, this is another thing that I found very unbelievable about this story. Um, so we have these like creepy ass doctors who are like t- taking I don't, prisoners. I don't think they were ass doctors. Okay. <laughs> I don't honestly know. I didn't, I might have skimmed some parts, but listen. They- <laughs> So they they take these prisoners, they are doing this awful experiment on them. In the end, I just don't believe they would go through so much trouble to put these terrible, crazy, ripped apart people back together. It's like so many men on their like soldier team lost their lives trying to rescue these people. And I was just like, why don't they just like, I don't know, wouldn't in the, if this was like a real thing that had happened, wouldn't they have just killed them? Yes. I'm just saying. Yeah, well, probably. Also then like they put them they were like, Well, we're gonna do it again. We're putting them back with the gas, but we're gonna lock them in there with a guy who's just gonna shoot everyone immediately. Like, what was that? Why did that doctor have a gun? I don't know. It was stupid. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, and also it turns out someone has adapted this into a full-length novel. No! But why? Why? Someone named Holly Ice. Holly Ice, I, why did you do this? Uh, maybe it's better than this story. Now taking a call from Holly Ice to find out why she did this thing. <laughs> yeah, Holly Ice, call in and tell us why you enjoyed this story enough to put that much effort into doing a novel-length fan fiction of no. it. <laughs> <laughs> and then publishing it, I presume, because someone posted the cover art, and it's uh all right. What? It's not the it's not the worst thing I've ever looked at. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I just like it's not I the worst thing you've this... ever looked at because you've looked at this story. So <laughs> <laughs> I want this story to be good because it has like a, the premise of medical experiment. First of all, yeah, always scary right second like the mad science idea of like what if we keep someone awake for way too long but it goes way too far with the things they do and not nearly far enough with how long they stay awake they're awake (laughs) for like two weeks by the end of the story and they've all turned into like gross bloody skeleton monsters Oh my god. Like, if you Google search Russian sleep experiment, there's a bunch of scary pictures that people have made, and all of them are scary and more effective than this story. Oh my gosh, it's just, like, not that cool, you know? Like, I don't understand why it has such popularity. I guess because of all the things you're saying. Like, it has all these good ideas involved in it. Um, Because you want it to be good. People want it to be good, so they read it hoping it's gonna be good. But then it's not. (laughs) Well, it's also these these stories... These stories were invented for, like, teenagers who have time to read a bunch of bad stories on the internet. Damn kids. Whatever. I mean, like, we covered uh, Ted the Caver a few weeks ago, and that story was posted originally in 2001 on Angel Fire. And the the prose isn't great, but it's like... I could understand reading that as as a teen in the mid-2000s, which I was, but I didn't read that story <laughs> back then, and being like, yeah, this is like the pinnacle of literature. But well, this I'm, I'm coming to as a 27-year-old, and like, creepypastas have only... That term was invented in 2007 when I was already in college. So like, I've always kind of been above the target audience for these. I don't know. I think that these, I mean, even some of the quote-unquote crappy pastas that you might be referring to have definitely spooked me if I'm reading them at the right time. <laughs> and I mean this about 26-year-old me. 
Um, like even yesterday when you were saying we should maybe find a story that we want to bring and I'm scrolling through the internet in my bed at night in the dark and some of them spooked me. I'm not going to lie. I was pretty spooked. And I mean, not to go off on a whole tangent, but obviously just because you're making something for teens or kids doesn't mean it has to be stupid and suck. Like (laughs) that is right. Obviously it can be good. (laughs) I'm reading a novel based on the video game five nights at Freddy's, which we've covered on here. Uh, And it's like very clearly for the audience of those games, which is like teenagers but it's still like readable and there's no like weird oh we're gonna be super edgy by making it like gross it's it's scarier to just like kind of neutrally describe things and have some mystery in your story which this uh this story has no mystery yeah definitely oh yeah well we gave them stimulant gas so they tore themselves (laughs) apart oh my god naturally (laughs) i mean this is a whole genre of horror movies though this like the torture porn thing right like the saw movies are like this so i feel like this is just along those lines and there is an audience for it for some reason but uh so uninteresting though (laughs) it is uninteresting and i don't know at least for me and especially reading about it maybe people can enjoy that like i don't know just like visceral horror when you're watching it on a movie or something i don't know i literally have never seen any of those movies because it's so not my thing but, like, reading about it just seemed really boring. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, not scary. Yeah. yeah. This is also a movie. It was all, it was adapted into a movie. I wonder if the what? movie is, I wonder if this the movie story? is also gross. Yeah. Uh, Why? It says, like, um, it says you, they made by it. movie, do you mean, like, someone filmed something on their iPhone and put it on YouTube? Or, like, what do you mean? <laughs> they made a short film, and now they're uh, on Indiegogo to do a full-length feature. Is there a way that I can pay negative money to that Indiegogo? <laughs> I want to pay them money to not make them. <laughs> Let's start a new yes. Indiegogo to try to raise more money to have them not do it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I could see maybe pacing it out as a movie and that maybe being interesting. But if they do, if they like show all the like guts and stuff, it's just going to be gross. Yeah. I, I would uh. watch a movie that was about people um, being forced to stay awake for a really long time and creepy stuff happening because of it. Um, but not this exact story. Like, just take that basic premise and do something completely different with it, and that could probably be pretty good. Yeah, I mean, if they just take the the premise, then, I mean, they could probably make a decent movie, but (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, so I guess that's all we have to say about this story, right? Let's never talk about it again. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So give out your plugs again, Cassie. Hello, I am at Love of Strings on Twitter. And I think that is also my Tumblr. And I mostly just tumble animal vines of animals that aren't mine. So if you like that sort of thing, <laughs> go ahead and check out that Tumblr. <laughs> she also reblogs uh, GIFs of cartoon shows recut to make it seem like the characters are gay for each other. Sometimes they are gay for each other in the actual cartoon, Jeff. Well, there is literally one instance of that. Okay, anyway, yes. If you enjoy that as well, please do (laughs) find me in those places. (laughs) I really enjoy seeing gifts of Aladdin looking like longingly (laughs) at some boy. Hercules, I think. I think think Hercules, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, that would be cute. They had a crossover on their TV shows. They could definitely kiss. (laughs) Wait, they had a crossover? I want to watch that. Yeah, man. Oh, and the uh, they fly through Megara's garden in uh, a whole new world. What? 
<laughs> that like garden with the pillars that's the garden where Megara sings that song about how she doesn't want to be in love with hercules but she is oh um, yeah man go back and watch it <laughs> yeah okay anyway i'm pokemantic on twitter and instagram um and sometimes i post pictures of cats or tweet about bernie sanders <laughs> <laughs> You can find me on Twitter at J3FK. You can find me at weaponizedlanguage.com where you'll find this show and all the other episodes of this show and uh, links to the things that people mentioned on the show, uh, like their Twitters and Instagrams and this story. Maybe I'll link to the trailer for the movie that I'm not going to watch. Uh, no, I'm going to X out of that tab, so I'm not tempted. Uh, <laughs> and then um, you can also find other another podcast I host called Seeing Reddit, which I host with past guests Matt Louisa Heron. We go to a random Reddit page uh, and talk about the posts that are made there. Uh, I think it's funny. Maybe you will too. Uh, you can also go listen to Frank Ecto Ghost Detective, which both Stephanie and Cassie are in. That is a um, audio play about a uh, uh, detective who's also a ghost, except <laughs> this one is about a detective who's and a live human uh, and not a ghost because uh, the ghost is missing I got into this complicated thing anyway go check it out it's pretty good um, and tonight's sign off phrase is I must remain awake <laughs>